Hi there, I'm Margaret. Join me for a deep dive into the life of a freelancer. I share my clients' struggles and successes and celebrate those moments that make it oh so worth it. This is Freelance Freedom. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Now, today's a little bit different. We're not going to go into a ton of business stuff. We're more going to dive into some mindset, motivation, and mindfulness. It's a little bit of a departure from our other episodes, but I think it's just as important. So I haven't always been a big believer in this so-called woo-woo path of doing things, as some people say. All my beliefs have always been rooted in science, but... As of the last few years, and I would say even the last decade, mindfulness has gotten huge, especially in the scientific community. So I'm not going to get into the exact data to back everything up, but there's tons out there and there's tons of studies being done on the advantages of mindfulness, not only in anxiety, depression, other mental illnesses, but also with people who don't struggle from those as well. So how do I use mindfulness and mindset in my everyday practice? Well, it actually ties in a lot with motivation as well. And I'll tell you why. One of the biggest questions I get is what keeps me motivated, especially when you're working alone. So us freelancers, we've sort of committed to, I don't want to say a life of loneliness, but we have, we've committed to being our own bosses, handling everything ourselves. And sometimes that can be really challenging, especially when it comes to staying motivated. So Here's a few things of how I stay motivated and how I use mindfulness techniques and mindset to stay on track. So I've always been motivated by the next challenge and I've always been motivated by making a difference. I think it's really important not to get caught up in the minutia, but to really look at the big picture. It's about always having your eye on this sort of 30,000 foot view. And when you have that, which we'll talk about a little bit later, you'll find that the tiny little things tend to fall away and don't really matter as much. So I know a lot of people use the expression of like keeping your eye on the prize or, or getting tunnel vision for your goals. But I really like the idea of the 30,000 foot view because you can almost visualize sort of drawing back and seeing how all of the pieces fall into place. So making a difference in other people's lives has been a huge motivator for me and always going with the next challenge. Now, I want to be clear with that as well, too, because it's not necessarily looking towards the next outcome, but it's looking towards the next process that brings me to the outcome. And that's a really important distinction, too. One of the other things is the main motivators for me anyways, are not money. The main motivators are freedom. I'm sure as you can tell by the name of the podcast, freedom is very important to me. And it's one of my, and it's one of sort of my North stars and one of my driving and one of my driving forces. So for example, I would say it's one of my North stars and one of my driving focuses so much so that it bleeds over into the, into the kind of clients that I attract as well. Most of the clients that I attract are not money focused, but they're growth and impact focused. So for example, I did have a meeting with a client. Oh, this is a few years ago now. So it was back in about 2017. I had a meeting with a potential client and the client had a really big budget. And at the time, the budget was around $60,000. It was a big budget. She wanted to build an online learning platform for baking. She was a baker. And some of the questions that I asked her, which I always ask during my initial interviews of clients is what, what's motivating you to bring, 
what's motivating you to build this? What kind of impact do you want to have? And what is the end result that you're looking for? And her response to that was, I don't care about impact. I only want to make money. So just to set some context, the platform that she was looking to build was very doable. It was definitely within my skill set. She had a high budget, but I turned it down. So I had to turn it down because it wasn't in line with my vision. And it's so true that the old adage of you are who you surround yourself with is so true. And it's especially true with clients as well. So if you're freelancing and you're choosing your clients, make sure to choose ones that are in line with how you want to pursue your business as well too. Now, you might think that's going to drive certain people away. And that's the whole point. You want to drive away the people that aren't in line with your goals and with your ideals. You may not get every project that way, but I guarantee the ones you do get will be so much more enjoyable. So we talked a little bit about motivation. And I also want to talk about the, it's kind of the opposite of that, which is why some people get stuck in a rut. And I find that sometimes people can really get stuck in a rut when they're outcome driven as opposed to being process driven. And they're always looking for the next big thing and become driven by money and stuff like things, collecting a lot of things. Now, I will tell you, if you're outcome driven as opposed to process driven, nothing will ever be enough. It will be temporarily. So when you get that big outcome, you'll get the happiness. But we all know happiness is a fleeting state. And you may dip after that again, but the only time you're going to find real joy in what you're doing is if you actually embrace the process. Because what happens if you're looking for the end result or if it's a means to an end is everything becomes ego driven and things become only about metrics. Now, I love metrics. I love math. I love science. I love analytics and diving in there. But if you're only driven by end game metrics, and that's money, how much money is in your bank account, how many material possessions you can have, it just enforces the cycle of perceived success. Now, what I mean by this is that many people don't truly want to be happy. So, okay, hear me out. They want success, but they also want to keep their victim story in their back pocket just in case things don't work out as well. They do this because of the fear of failure, especially public failure in this day of social media where people post everything online. And it's so common now to post not only all the outcomes online, but the processes as well. So anytime there is failure, a lot of time it can be very public. And this fail, this perceived failure, I'm going to use perceived failure from now on. In this perceived failure, we need to make up a victim story to explain why things don't work. One of the biggest ones is I don't have enough time. There's also, I'm unlucky, or I can never catch a break. These stories become part of our identity if you're using them for reasons to justify your perceived failure. So they not only become part of your identity, but they become the reasons and these uh, these cop-outs or these fallbacks of to as to why things never work out. Well, I stopped, I stopped working out because I didn't have enough time. Or I quit that side project because I didn't have enough money. Whereas a lot of those things that we pursued really gave us joy, but we have this image of perceived failure. And when the perceived failure happens, we pull this victim card out of our back pocket. I also believe that people aren't lazy, they're scared. So this perceived failure to the people around you, and especially to yourself, this is why people keep that victim card in their back pocket to be able to pull out or rely on the fact that they're lazy 
when it really comes down to it a lot of the time that it's deep rooted in a fear of failure. And that's also why people get caught in a cycle of every passing moment, they're waiting for the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And we find ourselves waiting our life away. We find this a lot of time. It happens when people are waiting for that big vacation or they're waiting until they get that raise or they're waiting just to make enough money in the job that they don't like so that they can get out. And the biggest one that I see everyone doing is waiting for the weekend. And I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase Gary V here. If you're waiting for the weekend, then your shit is broken. That's why it's become so pivotal to me to find joy in the process instead of the outcomes and find joy in the moment because really it's all we have. And I know it sounds trite and it's been said a million times, but there's a reason for that. And it's really to implement it, to get it into your brain that that's it. And to simplify it and distill it down, being present in the moment is really the only thing that's going to lead to sustained joy and happiness. And make no mistake, happiness is a choice and it only lives in the present. It doesn't live in the future and it doesn't live in the past or nostalgia rather. Rather, So you might be thinking, well, how do I come, how do I become more present? Where do I start this journey? How can I enjoy the process? How can I not fixate just on outcomes? And it's really about expanding your mind using other people's perspectives and other people's other people's processes. So I'm by no means any kind of self-help or spiritual guru, but there are some out there and there are some that are worth following. There's just to name a few. Now I'll hook up some resources in the uh, in the comment or in the uh, show notes, but Eckhart Tolle, Louise Hay, and if you prefer sort of not listening to anyone or any audiobooks or reading any or reading any books and you prefer more of a meditation aspect of things there's apps like Headspace and Calm that their sole purpose is to eliminate noise and help you focus on the moment help you detach from being inside your brain and become more becoming more of an observer to your thoughts And this also doesn't mean there are no tough times. We need these times. We need these hard times to provide us with armor for the future, armor for bigger battles. They set us up for success. We have to see them for what they are. They're not setbacks. They're stepping stones. And sometimes they're bigger than stepping stones. Sometimes they're giant leaps. And sometimes they're raging rivers. And sometimes they're steep cliffs that we can't see the bottom of. But I've never met an emotionally strong person who hasn't suffered greatly. The key to being in these states is non-resistance. So let's talk a little bit about non-resistance. Non-resistance doesn't mean you lay back and kind of let everything happen to you. Non-resistance means you're not fighting the inevitable. It means it's a way of surrendering, surrendering to the present, surrendering, not necessarily surrendering to everything bad and letting bad things happen to you. It's surrendering to things that you don't have control over, but also changing your perception around them. And this also doesn't mean we don't feel pain and defeat. It actually means the opposite. It means we feel all of these feelings. Acceptance just makes those emotions run through you more easily. Then the magic starts to happen. You'll start to find the good and the bad. You'll start to find the strength in your setbacks. And these methods set a pattern into motion that allow you to observe and catch negative thoughts and to be able to disconnect from them. Now, the harsh truth is that 
Many people see the present moment as their enemy. Their current job is a means to an end and they can't wait six weeks for vacation. I know I've already touched on this too, but people saying they can't wait for the weekend is so ingrained in our culture. And if that's the case, you need to find a way to appreciate the time you're in because you're going to spend your entire life wishing for a weekend that's never going to happen. So... I know I paraphrased Gary, I know I paraphrased Gary V before, but I'm going to do it once again. The favorite quote from him is probably the simplest one as well, too. You're going to die. And I know it sounds dramatic, but it's the only thing in life that's really inevitable. It's the only thing that's guaranteed that's going to happen. So if that's your only guiding star and that's making all of your decisions, I think actually you're in a pretty good place. It encourages you to live in the moment and knows that you, that tomorrow is not guaranteed. And I also find as a result of presence in the process, you become more involved and creative in your work. So there's upsides too. There's upsides not only moment to moment, but there's upsides, again, going back to the beginning of the episode, if we draw back to that 30,000 foot view, there's upsides there as well too, because everything starts to get connected. If you can get more present in the moment, you can become detached from outcomes and enjoy the process. Everything becomes more creative, more vibrant, and all of that collectively leads to more success. Of course, my gauge of success could be very different from your gauge, but that's another assessment that you have to think about as well. So that's a little bit of a snippet about motivation and mindset and sort of where I'm coming from, how I can get through all my work as a freelancer and how I can enjoy it. And not only enjoy it and grit my teeth and kind of white knuckle my way through it. I mean, enjoy it. And they haven't all been good times for sure. We're going to go into another episode too, where we talk about one of the craziest years that I was in business and everything bad that could possibly have gone wrong, went wrong in that year. And if I didn't have the peace of mind to stay present and work through those things as they came up, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So let me know if there's any mindset tactics that you use. If there's any resources that I missed, I'll hook them up in the show notes. Share your uh, share your resources with me as well. I'd love to check them out. I love audiobooks, so send them on over. And don't forget to stay in the moment. Thanks. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. As always, I love to keep the conversation going. So head over to Twitter or Instagram at Margaret Fell. That's at M-A-R-G-R-E-F-F-E-L-L. And tag me or slide into my DMs with any questions you may have. You can also find me at my home base of margaretfell.com for all the resources. I'll see you next time.